turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 13. And I just want to read to you a super simple verse um, that reflects who Jesus is. By the way, uh, if you've trusted in Jesus Christ, if you have uh, made a commitment to him, if you are his and been changed by him, uh, but haven't been baptized, but haven't been baptized, what are you waiting for? Uh, I just want to tell you, uh, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, uh, both by example and by command in the New Testament, it calls us to be baptized. Someone should get baptized, not because their spouse is nagging at them or uh, their mom and dad or anybody else, but because they want to. Uh, And so I want to call you and just tell you that May 20th is going to be our next uh, baptism. And so if you want to take out your Sharpie marker and circle that on your calendar, uh, May 20th is the next opportunity for us to be baptized here. Um, And I'm just, it's just a great thing as we see what's already gone on in your heart. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, it says this, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let me read that to you again. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 says this, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The writer of Hebrews in the midst of chapter 13 is talking about uh, bad messages, uh, false teachers. And he's talking about don't believe another false teacher. Uh, trust in Jesus. He's enough. And really the, the whole book of Hebrews is talking about the greatness of Jesus. And as we think about it, there are competing messages, isn't there? That uh, there's different messages out there. Follow after this, follow after that. And in the midst of it, you need to remember that Jesus Christ is the same is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You think about that yesterday, uh, it's talking about the past. Uh, We don't see um, Jesus in bodily form in the Old Testament participating uh, as we know it. Uh, And yet he was the same. There was a sense of eternality in the past. And then he came to life. Uh, We celebrate that in the time of Christmas and the incarnation that he came down to this earth. And we see how he acted. We see how he treated people. And then uh, he said, as he ascended, as he left, he said he's coming back. And in all this, we know this from the scripture that Jesus Christ stays the same. He's eternal. He's never changing. Now, That's not true for me and you, is it? We're always changing. In fact, uh, as you see little ones and you see them grow up, it's like you blink and they've changed. They learn to read. They grow. They change. They change from a boy or a girl into a woman and a man. And and we see these changes happening. We see them changing their opinions and their hairstyles and their outfits and just everything's a change. And even as we grow to be adults, we say, well, we don't change much. Yeah, we do, but it's not the good kind of change, right? Uh, There's a sense of deterioration after a while. And that which we desire to be is just a distant memory. And uh, sometimes even that is deteriorating. He is perfect. Jesus is perfect in every way. In fact, Uh, He does not change to get better, nor does he deteriorate and get worse. 
This morning, I want to remind you that he is enough for us in any phase of life. He is sufficient for us in all ways. When I think about my own need for Jesus, uh, the first area I need him for is my sinful past. Maybe some of you can relate to this that you look at dates and times and, and things that you've done in the past and you just hate it. You, you just hate it. You, you feel like much of your life has been running from your past and the things that you did and, and times gone by and you just hate the thoughts of them. You look through pictures and you don't like certain pictures because you remember what was going on that day. You remember what phase of your life, what things were about your life those days. I want to tell you that it says in First uh, Timothy chapter 1, the Apostle Paul knew about these things as well. He felt the same way that I feel and that you may feel this morning. He says in verse 14, he says, And the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The trustworthy saying, deserving full acceptance, that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. But I receive mercy for this reason that in me of the foremost of all sinners jesus christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who believe in him for eternal life you know what i'm thankful for this morning that jesus christ can deal with your past and with mine that he can wipe it away that he's in the business of extending grace and mercy to sinners like us this is the same Jesus. He still does this today. He loves to extend his mercy to sinners like us, like me and like you. That's for the past. But there's also the present, right? Sometimes we struggle. Uh, I, I was going to ask for a show of hands, but I felt like that was inappropriate. How many of you are overwhelmed today by something in life? You feel anxious. You feel that, that sense of like, I, I'm okay when I stay over here. But when I think about this, my mind starts spinning. I get anxious. Maybe I'm tr having trouble sleeping at night. Maybe I'm a good, I like changing the subject. I'm a good subject changer. When it gets near that subject, I'm like, let's talk about something else. That's the present, isn't it? It might be health problems. It might be money problems. It might be just your own uh, living and you just feel overwhelmed, overwhelmed. Well, that's the present, isn't it? In Colossians chapter 2, Paul says something that he says over and over again in the New Testament. In verse, five, uh, in verse 4, I'm sorry, how about 6? Let's try 6. He says, therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him. So walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. The picture there is this, that of walking, of walking, walking alone. No, never walking alone. He says, just as you've received Jesus Christ, you've come to know him. Now walk in him. The idea of, of being with him all the time. It's the idea that Jesus doesn't save you and then say, good luck. Have a nice life. I, I know it's awful out there. I'll pick up the pieces at the end. No. He says, I'll walk with you. You know, Jesus uh, is the same. 
And he doesn't just want to save us, but he wants to be involved in our present day. He wants to walk with us, to strengthen us for the overwhelming things of life. And there are many, there are many. If I would have had you raise your hand and if you would have been honest enough to stand and and say, I struggle with this, we would have came up with a very long list of things we struggle with. And, And that's just the way life is. Life is difficult. And it was never meant to be lived without Jesus. I need Jesus today for my present. And so do you. So do you. Last point I want to share with you this morning is this, to talk about the future, the uncertain future, that we need Jesus, that I need Jesus for my uncertain future. What happens when I die? I know that all of us have thought about that before. We all have thought uh, maybe we've gone to a, a funeral or memorial service. Maybe we've heard of someone dying. Maybe we even thought about the process of us dying. And for those of you who are young here today, you say, oh, I got I got a ways. I got 40, 50 years. How do you know? How do you know? The point here is this, that apart from Jesus Christ, you have an uncertain future, that, that you don't know what's going to happen, that you can't trust in that. You know what? Uh, there's a beautiful passage that I need to read to you. It's in First Peter. Why don't you turn there if you have your Bibles? First Peter chapter 1. It talks about what it means to know Jesus Christ for the future. For the future. What is going to happen? What is the benefit of knowing Him forever? This is what God's Word says. In First Peter chapter 1, verse 3, it says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are guarded through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise, glory, and honor with the revelation of Jesus Christ. This passage describes what is beyond this life for those who have trusted in Jesus. Because of what Jesus Christ has done, we can look to the future with confidence knowing that there's an inheritance waiting, there's a a reward, there is a place waiting for us that will not be ever defiled, it will not deteriorate like our bodies, our homes, our cars, everything, right? Everything. Everything deteriorates, but that which Jesus has bought for you and himself. I don't know if you look to the future this morning and you fear You fear the future. You fear what happens after this life. I want to tell you that you can be confident. Not because you've been good enough, but you can be confident that Jesus Christ has taken care of it for you. You see, 
what I see in baptism, what I see when people trust in Jesus Christ, is they need Him just like me. They need Him for their past. They need Him for their present. And they need Him for their future. That's for all of us here this morning. Glad you've come, especially those of you who are here to celebrate the baptism of a friend or loved one. Uh, this is the message we preach at the church here, that we need Jesus and we will trust in him. Thank you for being here today. Let me pray and close us in a word of prayer. God, you've been so good. You're so kind to us and merciful. Thank you for these that have been baptized here today. Thank you for your church that you continue to assemble week after week. God, I thank you uh, for the gift of your son, Jesus. I pray that you would help us to think deeply about where we stand with you. I pray for those here this morning uh, that don't have a relationship with you. I thank you that you brought them here this morning, and I ask that you continue to work in their hearts. God, thank you for this morning. We rejoice at your goodness to us. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being here today. You are dismissed.